Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Get up to date in about 10 minutes on everything you need to know from across the region from KMOX in the St. Louis All Local. Today is Tuesday, February 13th. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story is a developing one. St. Louis County Police involved in a shooting this afternoon in the city's Dutchtown neighborhood. The shootout occurred on the 4400 block of Alaska Avenue and resumed on the 4500 block of Virginia Avenue. St. Louis County Police Sergeant Tracy Panis details why the county was in the Dutchtown neighborhood. At around 1130 this morning, uh, St. Louis County police officers with our Bureau of Intelligence as well as our special response unit were in the 4300 block of Alaska and they were watching and um, conducting surveillance on a potential homicide suspect. St. Louis Police Department were notified at 1.45 p.m. of shots fired. Major Janice Boxtruck with SLMPD details what happened. They approached a suspect who produced a handgun with a drum magazine. At that point, gunfire was exchanged. The suspect fled west and ended up in the 4400 block of Alaska where gunfire was exchanged. Boxtruck says during that second exchange of fire, the suspect was struck. He was then taken into custody and transported to an area hospital for treatment. As of a few hours ago, his condition was critical but stable. Police say no other individuals or officers were struck. In Dutchtown, Sean Malone, KMOX News. A good day for us and a good day for the family of the person that uh, was murdered in this case with uh, Mr. Whitfield getting sentenced to life plus 10 years in prison. DEA special agent in charge Colin Dickey on the conviction of Freeman Whitfield. The case started in 2018. Dickey says his agency doesn't just investigate targets, they go after the whole criminal network. So we got Mr. Whitfield as part of the drug conspiracy, some pretty sizable drugs seizures, including 25 kilograms of cocaine, 3 kilograms of fentanyl, and 10 kilograms of heroin, as well as we seized $1.5 million in drug proceeds. Several other people were arrested in the drug conspiracy. The leader of this organization was Guy Goolsby, and Mr. Goolsby was sentenced in 2020 to 151 months in prison. Now, through local and state partnerships, DEA learned this organization was receiving large quantities of drugs from Florida and Houston, but sold here. Dickey says this bus makes a substantial dent in the St. Louis drug scene. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. Keeping officers in uniform is the goal of a new daycare. St. Louis County Police Department is using a new child care and early childhood education center as a recruitment and retention tool for officers. Jim McKay, CEO of the National Law Enforcement Foundation. It costs about $200,000 to train a recruit from the classroom to the patrol car. And a lot of agencies are losing officers within the, the five-year uh, timeline. So the money is just walking out the door. That foundation helps secure the startup costs covered by a three-year grant from the state. It takes about $1.5 to $2 million a year to run that facility, of which the Nidor Family Foundation is pitching in a substantial amount. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. And if you want to give money to overseas military operations, I think you're making a mistake when it comes to Ukraine. Missouri Senator Josh Hawley says if the federal government isn't going to compensate victims of radioactive waste in St. Louis, then it shouldn't send assistance overseas either. If you want to give money to foreign wars in Ukraine, that's one thing. But to turn around and say we have plenty of money for that endeavor, we have unlimited sums of money for that endeavor, but we have nothing for the people in the United States of America, we have nothing 
for those who are sick and dying of cancer because of their government's action. To say that, Mr. President, is not only a juxtaposition that strikes the mind. To say that is manifestly unjust. Senator Hawley spoke in opposition to a bill to send foreign aid to allies, including Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. He's been pushing to expand compensation to those exposed to dumped nuclear waste at sites around the St. Louis area. Illinois American Water is trying to raise rates. The company wants to hike sewer bills by $5 a month and water service bills by up to $24 a month. Jim Chilson of the group Citizens Utility Board believes it's a greedy move. We want companies to be reasonably profitable, to be healthy, to be able to maintain their system, but they shouldn't do it in a way that causes, you know, customers to have serious problems affording their bills. And let me tell you, we get a lot of calls from Illinois American customers. Illinois American Water says the rate hike is because the company is spending $557 million on infrastructure in the next year. It is time for spring training. Pitchers and catchers reported to Cards Camp in Jupiter, Florida today, as well as a few position players getting a head start, like the returning veteran Matt Carpenter, who explained why he came to camp early. I reached out to a lot of the guys trying to figure out when guys were going to show up, and I felt like the number in my head that I came up with that would be a good time to show up was today. So I would expect some of our position player group kind of slowly starting filtering in a little earlier, which I've already seen some of them. So, um, But that was kind of the mindset. We'll check in with Matt Pauley in Jupiter, Florida, so stay tuned. The St. Louis Symphony is tuning up for its 145th season this fall, running from September through May 2025, and the season starts with the annual free Forest Park concert on Art Hill. The renovation of Powell Hall will continue through the season. Organizers of this year's music at the Intersection Festival and Grand Center are excited about the lineup. Executive Director Chris Hansen says it includes icons like Shaka Khan, the Black Pumas, Trombone Shorty, Big Boy, and dozens of others. If you love soul and funk and hip-hop, we've got it. If you want the jazz and the blues... We've got it, so it's, it's going to be a great weekend in Grand Center, September 14th and 15th. Tickets go on sale Friday morning through MetroTix. The KMOX Business Desk, an NBA player from St. Louis, is helping local single parents become homeowners. Boston Celtics forward Jason Tatum says the goal is to create generational wealth. Growing up in St. Louis in a single-parent household, understanding how valuable this would have been um, to me and my mother. So being able to achieve generational wealth for myself and then change the community and change... Uh, the places I came from with that. NBA bank partner SoFi is teaming up with Tatum to make a multi-year commitment of more than a million dollars to support the Generational Wealth Fund. As the news continues on KMOX, as you've been hearing, it is spring training, and Wilson Contreras is feeling good about it. I feel way better than the last year, for sure. Uh, it not, it's, it's not that I feel bad last year, but it wasn't like like this year. This year is completely different. I feel, feel, I feel home. I feel like um, I've been here for a long time now, and, and the reception that I get when I get here is unbelievable. Let's find out about the reception Matt Pauley got as he has just arrived in Jupiter, Florida. And Matt, uh, looks like the high temperature, I got to start with this, it's close to 80 today. Yeah, it was nice. That You know, last year, my first day here, it was kind of chilly. I remember I didn't bring a jacket. I had to go buy one. Uh, this year, there's no need to buy a jacket. It is pretty warm here. Now, I'm interested in uh, Roger Dean Stadium. I, I, I've heard that the, you know there was a remodel that was planned. It was kind of put on hold. Uh, some things were put back together ahead of the spring training. So what, what are these uh, players walking into? What's, what's the facility like? 
Yeah, you know what? Right now it looks exactly like it looked last year. They did a good job of putting things back together. You're right. The The expectation was spring training was going to break last year, and that was going to start basically a year-and-a-half, two-year process of rebuilding the entire facility, uh, the stadium, and then the uh, facilities for both the Cardinals and the Marlins. That ended up not happening, uh, and they are going to try to do that uh, once uh, camp breaks this year. So they had to rebuild a lot of stuff, but you would never know. It looks basically exactly the same as last season. And so those players arriving, uh, pitchers and catchers had to report today, but some position players were showing up too. That's just because they wanted to, right? Yeah, you know, Matt Carpenter was uh, was one of those uh, guys, and, and he talked a lot about uh, how he's coming in, and he wants to uh, he wants to be a leader, and that's a big part of why he's come in early. I think number one, it's it's about you know building relationships. Um, you know, you know, I, 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 you know, you get to a point now. I, I'm I take everything back to like you know my own experience as a dad um you know raising kids like you know it's it's ultimately you know this is life is about relationships and if you're going to speak into anyone's life whether it be a person or a teammate or a friend i mean you've got to have that relationship first otherwise so that's uh so he comes in early and he's trying to uh develop as many relationships as possible obviously He's got a lot already being here uh, just a couple years ago. Now, people, especially on social media, may have uh, seen some headlines about changes to the, the Cardinals' uniforms. What's up with that? Yeah, so Fanatics is now taking over the production of the Nike uniforms. And I think my personal opinion is on the front, they look pretty good. They're fine. Now, the, the stitching is no longer being directly done onto the uniform. Instead, uh, the Cardinals uniforms are still being stitched, but they're basically being stitched onto a patch. And then the patch is being put on the uniform. Got to be honest with you, though, Michael, the back of the uniforms don't look great. Both the numbering and the lettering uh, seems off. It looks a little bit cheap. Uh, it's almost something like you would see in a giveaway item, if we're, if we're being really honest about it. Some players were openly grumbling today. Also, the uh, the uniform bottoms, uh, they, the pants used to, uh, players would get measured in all kinds of different places to make sure that they got the perfect fitting pants. There are only three measurements that they did this year, so it's more of a one-size-fits-all type approach to the pants. So uh, this is is something that uh, it looks a little bit different and feels a little bit different and uh, not a lot of people seem to be saying good things here at the moment oh and that stitching looks so good when you really zoom in on the red and the cardinals uh, birds and the yellow and the uh, bat uh it's just so classic and, and the stitching is what makes it look so good yeah, so the, I'm fine with the front. There's people who have grumbled about the front. I'm, I'm fine with the front. The back is what looks a little bit questionable. Uh, there's also some questions on whether or not Cardinal Red is exactly the same as it previously was. I couldn't tell much of a difference. Oh. Well, just a minute left uh, with Matt Pauley, live with us from Jupiter, Florida. I want to ask you about something that happened across the state today. Uh, the Royals announced uh, a new site for a new stadium uh, with a view of the Power and Light District and the Sprint Center, and it's uh, downtown. Yeah, it's uh, it's great for Kansas City. They have a really good, thriving downtown, and now they're going to move that ballpark there. I, I think there's still some hoops to jump through. This has gotten very political. Uh, there's a former royal, uh, Frank White, who's uh, a big part of the political process, and he doesn't get along with the team anymore, and he's held some things up. Uh, but I, I think good is uh, we, we want to see progress throughout the entire state, and when things are happening in Kansas City, that probably means more things can happen in St. Louis. So all in all, I think a good development today in Kansas City. Jackson County Executive Frank White. Uh, so I guess yes. they're going to be getting into the uh, same kind of debates that we've had here over public funding of stadiums, potentially. Without a doubt. He actually he vetoed something, but then another committee was able to have enough votes to basically overwrite his veto. That's the type of stuff they've been dealing with on this.
That is KMOX Sports. Matt Pauley joining us live from Jupiter, Florida. I am uh, jealous, number one. And number two, thank you, Matt. You bet. Thank you. For the latest, tune in to KMOX at the top of the hour, and you can subscribe to this St. Louis All Local on your favorite podcast app.